This program is not for young children to watch alone. Hi, this is Warren Beatty, and you're listening to The Wheelbarrow Full of... I'm not reading that. To this thing we call the Dub Fod. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, the king of pranks, the albino alligator, popcorn bitch, Mr. Travis Hulse. Hello, Travis. Yeah, hello. The phone number to contact the show is 636-487-HAND or WFOD show on Skype. Travis, we have... One hell of a show for the people, Travis. Uh, so much going on in the world to discuss. I think that we really need to talk about the attack, Travis. Oh, definitely. We definitely have to talk about the attack. I'm talking, of course, about the guy who uh, wore a wig and uh, went into the Louvre in a wheelchair, pretending to be an old lady, Travis, threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. Travis, did you, did you see this story? Do we have uh, his, do we have his uh, reasoning for this uh, perpetration? As a matter of fact, we do, Travis. The cake attack left a conspicuous white creamy smear, but the famous work by Leonardo da Vinci was not damaged. Think of the earth, People are destroying the earth, the man said in French in another video that showed him being led away by security from the Paris gallery. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That's why I did this. He did it, Travis. Is that a, is that a robot reporting the news? I believe so, yeah, that's big now, is robots reporting the news. Huh. Um, that's he, interesting. So, so he snuck into the Louvre. Uh, you know, this isn't the first time that somebody's tried to get the Mona Lisa. I, I learned all about it today. The robot taught me a lot, Travis. Uh, there's actually been really? several attacks on the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa has been behind glass since a Bolivian man threw a rock at the painting in December 1956, damaging her left elbow. So in 56, a Bolivian guy threw a rock at it, Travis. Not a, not her left elbow. <laughs> uh, there was another one. There was another one. In 2009, a Russian woman angry at not being able to get French citizenship threw an empty teacup at the painting, which slightly scratched the case. So it's it's behind bulletproof glass. Like, the case? Yeah. The, the Mona Lisa can't fuck with it, Travis. 
But this guy, he came in a disguise. I love this story. Came in a disguise yeah. and threw cake at it. <laughs> Which, by the way, Travis, you're muted for some reason. But uh, by the way, I bet outside of the Louvre, there is a sign up that says no food or drinks. I bet because, I mean, you got all this precious shit around. They don't want people spilling their drinks and splashing sodi pops on the paintings, Travis. So there's most definitely a sign that says no food or drinks. And, and this criminal brought a goddamn piece of cake in anyway. What was the reasoning behind the disguise? They wouldn't let him in just as a normal person. Like was dressing up like an old lady in the wheelchair. Was that how he snuck the cake in? Think about the earth. Yeah, try, uh, maybe, the earth. maybe maybe you come in with a wheelchair and they don't search you as good. Maybe he should have just pushed the stroller in with a blanket over it and pretended a baby was in there. And then when he took the blanket off, looky here, there's an entire ice cream cake that I'm going to throw at a Van Gogh. Yeah, I mean, Have you ever seen that show on Netflix, Travis? Is it cake? What if you just made a whole baby out of cake? Oh, there you go. Nobody roll, would know the difference. Then. Roll the cake baby into the Louvre and throw the whole, I mean, that could be part of the piece. I mean, I don't really get, like, he just had like a piece of cake. Maybe he bought it in the museum uh, coffee shop. But I don't, I don't know the, the history of Mona Lisa, the lady, was she anti-earth? I don't think so. Or is he just bringing attention to the cause by attacking a painting that is popular? Well, I don't think it's that great of a job considering the fact that I would assume most people know the story of a man who dressed up like an old lady and threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa and like myself probably said, uh, was there a reason he did this and like didn't look any further into it? Yeah. When you find out, he said, think of the earth. Travis, and there, then I kind of shrugged my shoulders. There was another attack, too. And that, that one was pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I wasn't entertained by that. That was awful. But what I was entertained by is is their new thing. And what they're saying is there's too many doors. Uh, they're, they're going on the door thing. And it's it's really interesting to me. It, they What they want to do is they want to. Are we talking about lim limiting points of entry? Yeah. Yeah. You one door. You can only come in the one door. Can't come in other doors. So I guess, I guess there's more than one exit. Like you can leave other doors because like, you know, you just have the one to get in. That would be a nightmare, right? I mean, like what if well, there's why a don't fire? They just put, why don't they put signs up like people do, you know, like if you have a very obvious front door, but that's like your living room. So you want people to come in through your side door that goes into like your like walkway before your kitchen. You just put a sign on the door that says, please use other door. And then they know not to go in that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen to fucking uh, Ted. I got Ted Cruz here. He's saying that we just need one door. Having one door that goes in and out of the school, having armed police officers at that one door. So you honker down at that one door like you get like a sharpshooter to just wait by the one door. <laughs> and if anybody suspicious comes in, you, you turn that little like red laser light on them and then they know can't come in here. And then this guy, this guy's great. This guy wants to use the COVID money to buy locks for all and the other remember, doors. Sean, there are billions of dollars sitting out there after COVID for schools that we should 
redirect uh, that money to allow the schools to use that to have one central point of interest to protect these kids. So you use the COVID money, Travis, to, to fund locks for all the other doors. I'm curious where these people have been for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 <laughs> years, uh, considering that all schools that I'm aware of have that one point entrance uh, where you have to be buzzed in um, in order to walk the halls of the are school. You, are you talking about like if you go to like a jeweler or something L- like a, yeah, you in, in a in, uncut you- gems, Travis? That's right. Just like that. You press a little intercom after school starts until school is out. Um, you go to that front door and, oh, shit, they're locked. You press the intercom and it says, yeah, what do you want? And uh, then you say, yeah, I'm here to do blah, blah, blah. And then they buzz you in and you have to check in in the office. Now, granted, uh, if you were up to no good, you could lie. But at the same time, these things that these politicians are talking about uh, already exist. So like you go out to recess, uh, you know, the, the swing sets, they're in the back of the building, Travis. And you go out that door. Yeah, in most cases. And you swing on the swing set for a half hour, right? Then how do you get back in? Do you have right. to walk all the way around to the front? I think probably your uh, your noon aides, uh, your recess aides would probably have a key or access or somebody would be inside to open those things up. Or maybe those doors are open for that, uh, you know, 20 minute uh, recess period and then they get locked again. Well, that fucks in. up the plan, though, doesn't it? I mean, I suppose it does to a certain extent, but I mean, what are you going to do? Just take the doors out and make walls out of them? That doesn't seem uh, just just that pl- seems plaster of Paris right over counter- the top of the fucking things. Right. That's that seems counterproductive to the fact that schools need to take deliveries. They uh, have uh, doors on the gym that uh, take you out to like the track and the football field and the baseball field and all of those things. Um, I don't think you're going to seal those entrances and exits up what, I, what i'm getting at travis is, is a bad plan it's not a great plan and it's not a plan at all because in most uh instances uh, it's a plan that's already uh you know active <laughs> that and I, I think uh this guy in this particular case was outside for 12 minutes shooting in the windows so plan that and travis i'm telling you something that they also have not considered is that I have stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, and every one of those has, like, the key card that you need to get into the other doors. And every one of those is held open with a rock so that people can load their cars, so that they can... The smokers need to come in and out. Right. The smokers can run out real quick. The the janitorial staff wants to take out the trash, and they want to just come back in. They don't want to do a whole fucking thing with the card. It's it's stupid. The whole Mm -hmm. thing is stupid. And, and and we need a better plan. I don't know what the plan is, but you know, I'm not paid to come up with you plans. Wonder, you, you wonder if at a time of crisis, certain sides, you know, um, if there's like a Illuminati that gets together <laughs> for the Democrats and the Republicans and kind of just says, OK, guys, uh, for this news cycle, for this tragedy, these are going to be our talking points. And some dumb, 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 dipshit GOP guy was like, hey. Focus on the doors. <laughs> Get that to all of our representatives. The problem is there's too many fucking doors. And that and other beat guy. that drum till people are confused. Is like, guys, we don't even have to pay for the doors. I know what you were thinking. How are we going to pay for the doors? We don't have to because we got that COVID money. There's all that COVID money left over. Don't worry about it. How about the internet? <laughs> internet makes lots of money. 
So give us some of that money. Yeah. Give us internet money. The fucking mass shootings is happening at like a rapid pace. And I and they, they say that they think that, you know, people see their face on the, the news and they say, ooh, that looks good. But doesn't it seem like they, they go by so quick and... I mean, I don't, I don't know this. I think his last name, he had like a Spanish name, right? A Spanish guy? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he was like a Latino guy. Yeah. But I mean, who or gives a Salvador? I don't know. Who gives a fuck, though, right? I can't remember the name of uh, any of the. Uh, the only one that I remember is the Boston bombing guy because his name was Joe Carr. Joe, and he ran over his brother. I right. mean, he certainly that's, did. That's but just all these other people. Funny. I can't remember. Them. He, he was like, I got to get away. Oops, ran over my brother, you know, but what I would be like frank with you, Mike, though, yeah. like uh, living in St. Louis, aren't there mass shootings in St. Louis? Oh, sure. Frequently. Yeah. All the time. Obviously, this is a different scenario and it breaks my heart and I can't even read about these kind of. No, things it's awful. It's, it's, it's fucking awful. devastating. You know, when they talk about like getting rid of guns, first of all. There are millions and millions of guns uh, in the United States. God, You're Travis, have you seen all those those pictures in the last couple of days of all the people like uh, in their underpants laying on their bed with all their guns around them and stuff? It would take so long to clean yeah, up. Yeah, with it, like just for a dumb picture with the rednecks that are like, it's like they're uh, posing for the shot from the Suicide Squad where the Joker was like laying in that circle of knives, or right? Whatever yeah, the like fuck it was. They like, they yeah, they make like I've the seen. the Game of Thrones throne out of guns and then stand in the middle of it like they're really cool yeah. and and you just got to think why did you that's take the time of, to do this just to take a picture of yourself dumb it's dumb that's like a too big a truck syndrome right like you're compensating like <laughs> right. i am a fan of guns like i like guns they're fun like i really do i own guns they're you know whatever they're obviously i have one in my house for protection I have them to take to the range to shoot because they're super fun. And when people say, what do you need an AR for? They shoot two liter bottles of soda and explode them real good. And it's fun to watch and it's fun to do. That's so, um, so that are guns the issue? Because I'm I this, no, I no mean, Travis. We already lots. figured it out. It's the doors. But Travis, the, the wh- what I'm getting at, these fu- the, the mass shooter thing is is big right now and that seems to be the direction that everybody's going with but we need to bring back serial killers i feel like that's more exotic and mysterious right right and it, it it's a better story it's more cinematic i mean, like we remember all the good serial killers i, I mean like and that was a We're long still talking time about ago the zodiac killer don't know who that person is Charles, everybody's been trying to fuck ted bundy for 50 years at this point right wasn't he in the 70s I mean, like yeah, we're making yeah. Zac Efron movies with Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. If if you if you do the serial killing, you can get arrested just at your house, like not while you're in the middle of doing it. You'll probably get shot. Right. They'll do a DNA test. They'll find you, and then you'll be super fucking famous. You'll have a Netflix show for sure. <clears throat> I mean, like the the quickest oh, way. Percent going to be a, a documentary first. Oh yeah, and then a ten part. Netflix series. Yeah. Now, the quickest way to get a Netflix deal is to be uh, a serial killer. How many does it take before you're serial? In? Is it like four, three or four? I think it's, I think it's three. And I mean, you can space them out. 
you don't have to go do a whole bunch of killings. It's like one every few months. Right. And, Plan I mean, it really good. No. I don't know why this isn't bigger. We don't do serial killers anymore, and it's a bummer to me. When is the last time there's been a major serial killer? Yeah. In the chat, uh, Jody B says podcast hitman, but pod- podcast hitman killed one guy or one gal. He killed his girlfriend. I mean, like, you're not going to yeah, get that's... a Netflix series just by killing your girlfriend. That's boring. What we need. Yeah. We want we want we want all of the aspects. We want the uh, the detectives chasing leads yeah. uh thinking it's one person but it's really not and the whole time you're still out there doing your thing sending letters to the police station i gave you all the clues mr police like you get to write cool letters you get to like cut things out of magazines that's hard to find magazines now though they're canceling all of them you know they give you a cool nickname and then they say you struck again you don't get to strike again if you're a mass shooter you strike once and then some other dipshit is going to strike you a kill couple. yourself or get shot. Right. And then some other guy is going to kill, uh, do a mass shooting in a couple of days and nobody's going to remember you. It's boring. They're going to be like, was that the guy that did the thing or did he was he at the other thing? And don't get me uh, wrong. It's not boring. Lives are destroyed. It's awful. But what I'm saying is, is, is like for you. For your 15 minutes. Do serial killings. Makes more sense to play the uh, long game. Uh, Jody says that there was a guy called the Alaskan Avenger who killed pedophiles with a hammer. That's cool. Let's watch that show. I wouldn't even call that a serial killer. I'd call that a hero. Yeah, he sounds like a good guy. Uh, Let's make a podcast about him, Travis. I'm sure there probably already is one, but we can make another one. There's millions of them. Let's just make up a story. There's a guy in Alaska, finds pedophiles, hits him with a hammer, kills him. And so then the cops show up and they say, oh, the Alaskan hammer. He killed again. And they're on the trail. I feel like our podcast is going to be centering around that guy who all of his victims are drowned in public toilets. That's his calling card. He just waits yeah, till somebody has to shit. something on their back. Like jizz. Yeah, maybe he shits on their back after he drowns. You, them in you the can't do anything with your stuff now, though, Travis, because they can track all that. I mean, like, even if they don't have your stuff, one of your dumbass family members might send something to 23 and me and they'll trace it back to you. you Got to be real fucking careful. Oh, you got to wear true. the big ass uh, rubber gloves, not like the, the gloves like the doctors wear. I'm talking about like the, the ones that like the scientists who are, are handling chemicals in the thing where like thick ass fucking gloves travis you can't risk it this is now the mo of our our case is that he leaves other people's and animals feces on the back of the person while they're hunched over drowning in the toilet this way they are forced to test every piece of shit that's laid on the back of the victim in this situation is is he just randomly killing or is he killing people who deserve it like a dexter we got to do a Dexter. Okay. So w- the the double whammy could be the human shits that he's putting on people are just people who didn't flush the toilet because that's his other pet peeve. Like he goes in and oh, finds yeah. shits in public toilets of people who didn't flush. And then he's kind of framing them because, you know, they're going to 23 and me that shit. How could I have been there? And he'd be like, oh, I didn't flush that one shit at that one Burger King. Mm-hmm. that's where it came from or if you always don't flush 
And then who knows where it came from? You'll never know. You'll never know. This is actually pretty good, Travis. The the, the I think it's pretty good. The poopy back killer. And, uh, our guy only kills people who talk on speakerphone in public. <laughs> he just follows them home. Yeah, you talk. You you were riding the train, or you were in a fucking uh, Costco, uh, walking around doing your shopping, and you just had your phone out in front of your face. And you, why do people, people do hear that? Both Travis? sides of the conversation. I don't understand why people do that. Like, why do I? Why do I give a fuck? Why? Who you're talking to? Is it a performance? I it's a. I think it's a generational thing. But I, and I say that. But there's people my age and older that do that too. So I can't even attribute it to a certain generation. I don't understand it myself. Is that what all of this is? Is a goddamn performance, Travis? Yeah. Look at yeah, me. Think, look at me. I think. Uh, I think part of it is, I think part of all of our lives, um, when you really boil it down, um, could be summed up as performance art. Think about the world. Throw a milkshake at a Mona Lisa. I love that story. I do too. I I don't like to do was there pictures of him dressed up like the lady. Yeah, lady. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's not a good disguise. Awesome. It, it's piss poor, to be honest with you. Um, it, it, uh, did did you even hear about that? I, I feel like that should have been bigger news. Is, is somebody tried I heard to about it. Yeah. assassinate the Mona Lisa with cake? Yeah, yeah, it was right on my Google News. Like you pull up Google News, and it's like, hey, some uh, fucking weirdo dressed like like up like an old lady. Uh, and threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa, Travis. knowing full well that um, it's behind uh, glass. Travis, uh, it's like like throwing a burrito at the front window of a Taco Bell because you got <laughs> shitty service. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll just uh, spray that off. <laughs> they say a Bolivian dude threw a teacup at it. <laughs> <laughs> there was probably uh, there was probably a political um slant to that story did, did you did you ever really i think we talked about it when uh, like that that uh painting the scream has been stolen like six times <laughs> yeah yeah like they keep stealing it do we Why don't they just put these things in like a like a vault and then just have like copies like nobody's gonna know the difference just put the copies behind the glass Ain't nobody going to know that it's not the actual painting. Just have the best paintings and have copies of all of them in all of the uh, museums. You know, like uh, going to the zoo. You want to see tigers? We got tigers. It's like, you want to see the best art? Every place has the Mona Lisa. You don't know what the real one is. Yeah, yeah. It's a museum in Chicago, museum in New York, museum in Paris. They all got the Mona Lisa. We all got it. Who fucking knows? Throw cake at it. Who gives a fuck? I'll just print a new one. Right. Yeah, printers are pretty good yeah, these days. You should get to pay extra to throw cake at it. Like, just throw that's another a, 20 that's bucks a good at idea. it. That's, you buy, like, tickets, like, uh, when people are in a dunk tank and you got to buy so many balls or whatever. Like, how many pieces of cake you want to throw at this thing? Right, right. You, you make reproductions on canvas, and you put it in a room, put a nice frame on it, and you just say, hey... I throw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. Come on in, twenty bucks. Yeah, they 
there's a turnstile there. You hand them your ticket. It says what you get to throw and how many. They hand you your milkshake, your chili dog, and your piece of cake. You go through the turnstile, and you take turns throwing your food items at the Mona Lisa. And then you go out the other turnstile because uh, the next person's coming. They got to throw something at the Mona Lisa, too. Single but point of entry. there's going to be a person per- person there uh, every time something is thrown at the Mona Lisa uh, squeegeeing that off, right? <laughs> so the next person gets gets a fresh Mona Lisa uh, for the uh, chili chili dog they'd like to. Maybe throw if at we it. just had these rage rooms, Travis, we'd solve a lot of fucking problems. Just have let people go in there and just like ruin priceless pieces of art. Pieces of art feel like they've really made a difference. Mm-hmm. And then That's a good idea. Go back to work at fucking Wendy's or whatever it is you do. Yeah, like say here is a room full of uh, uh, irreplaceable uh, uh, like vases. Um, here is uh, some art from the uh, the Egyptians. These are all one of a kind pieces. Yeah. Uh, here's your baseball bat. Um, we'll lock you in there for ten minutes. Right. And then whatever you break, cool. We just we got more in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what what are we gonna do with all the we can't. It's probably a lot of waste, Travis. We have to have, like, something to do with it. Because I know that the government will get all up on our ass if we just, like, throw all this stuff away. Well, you grind it up and use it for mulch. There you go. There you go. Travis, what we're going to do? Oh, in the chat, uh, Jody says, life is a stage, bro. Shakespeare said that. Uh, um, I think that's falsely attributed to Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare didn't write any of his stuff, did he? It's all uh, it's all ghost written, gobbledygook, right? A, a, a gal yeah. and the, and Shakespeare stole it. That might be. Yeah, fake, uh, I think yeah. there was, I think it was a That's, movie, Travis. Shakespeare in Love. No, it was a movie where Shakespeare was fake. I think, or maybe oh, maybe that was like one of those Da Vinci codes where Shakespeare never existed. Yeah, it, it was it was fake fake person mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of people like in a room writing together and then they're like we are collectively shakespeare i uh i tend to uh feel that way about woody allen like he's not real so i don't consume any of his uh movies because they're not very good who woody allen oh he just cranks them big, out I, I cranks them out and they're varying quality so i just don't bother yeah he's just like hey i made a movie if uh you want to put it out on some shitty streaming service or something. You know, some people will watch it and say it's art. And most yeah. People won't give a shit. Like Wes Anderson. Yeah. I like Wes Anderson. Everything, I haven't bothered with one of his movies since the Boy Scout one. Everything's right, right in the middle, Travis. And it has a really long name. That's true. Here is Mike with a quick update on the WFOD Hollywood Fantasy League. Bob's Burgers made 15 million bucks and had a 75% Metacritic. That's fine, right? Top Gun made 156 million and had a 78. So that's 122 points for our opening weekend. We'll take it. Totals for those two next week. Dubfod goes hard.
Rob Pastoria for this week's Horse Report. He watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers and said that if My Little Ponies count as horses, that movie has horses in it. W-F-O-D! Uh-oh, Richard! <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude! It was a GI Jane joke. Fresh Prince married a bald gal, as bald as any gal can be. Don't tell him I told you so, or he'll slap the shit out of me. When Jada washes her face, how high up does she go? Is is Will behind me? Uh, oh boy! Oh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, cinch. What the uh, hell are you doing? What? Ah, dude. Put it away. Weenie roast. Are oh, you fucked up, man? Tail slapping is a method dolphins often use to stun their prey. But it doesn't seem to work here. fish are tantalizingly close. Once again, WFOD, wheelbarrow full of dicks. Welcome back. Phone number to contact the show is 636-487-HAND or WFOD show on Skype. Travis, people have been... You're you're muted again, Travis. Muted again. I don't know why why is that happening. Mike? There you go. Hey there. I feel like I need to qu- uh, drop a quick disclaimer for any potential sponsors out there. 
who I was portraying in the first half was a character. Uh, it was parody. I do not take a stand on anything of a national importance, uh, including national tragedies, gun control, or anything of the like. Uh, I'm an impartial observer, much like Uatu the Watcher. Um, and if uh, I spouted any opinions, just know that those were satirical in nature uh, and feel free to sponsor our show uh, without any repercussions. Are you talking about the, the stance on how you like to shoot two liter bottles? Or that I like guns at all. Oh. Is that like a stance? You can say that they're fun, right? To, to shoot without... Is that a stance, really? I don't think you could say... I don't think you can say anything anymore, Mike. And uh, so I, uh, as uh, actual Travis, real live human actual Travis. Travis. Well, I mean, not I, character Travis. Travis, I'm character Mike too. I don't really think there should be serial killers. It was a bit. Well, I just actually want, no. You know, I it's a actually genuine, real life. This Mike, serial killers are way more fun. They're way cooler. They're yeah. much more interesting. Travis, this uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, I feel like I could have dove into the whole thing and loved every minute of it. People seem to have. Yeah, like people got really into it, and I don't blame them because yeah, from did. what I saw, there was some amazing stuff in it. I, I did pull a question and answer, Travis. And, and I'm mean, like, <laughs> what? I, I think that eventually they're going to make a 10 part miniseries about this, and it's going to be great. Oh, it's just it's going to be on FX and it's going to just be called Depp v. Heard. Yeah. No. And I'll watch every second of it, Travis. But, but yeah. like it goes on for full days. I, I mean, like we yeah. need like the sports center of this trial where they just give us the clips. You could have watched it live the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's silly. They should have just done this privately. They love it. They love all of this. And I don't know why, because they're both ruined. Nobody's going to take well, either the same of them thing seriously ever again. It's the same thing as when they uh, uh examining a potential Supreme Court justice and they televise it <laughs> because they know it's going to bring out all of the best performers on the left and the right uh, and make wonderful sound bites and media and people are going to eat that shit up. So that's why they televise everything. I, I believe at one point they were discussing. Uh, Johnny Depp saying that he wouldn't make another Pirates of the Caribbean movie if they gave him a hundred million dollars and three hundred alpacas. I, I don't know if alpacas have ever been in his contracts, but alpacas—that's big business. Is he a fan of alpacas? Is that why he want would even three hundred alpacas is not enough? Well, how much land do you think you would need to to house? 300 alpacas probably a lot right Ooh, i would assume so they got to roam a little bit yeah i mean they got to move around they got to eat grass and like once they eat the grass there needs to be more grass right you um, got to give it time to grow you know there was a there was a friend of mine yeah he wasn't really my friend he was my friend's friend and he worked so he's friend of jason he's friend adjacent he worked at an alpaca farm his job was to make sure that when the alpaca, the boy alpaca tried to fuck the girl alpaca, that his dick went in the right place. So he jacked mm -hmm. off alpacas like as his job. And that was that was an incredible job. And so he would go to work and jack off alpacas all day. And then on his way home, 
he would stop and hang out with us at Pizza Hut for a while, like while we were closing up the Pizza Hut. And we would typically give him free pizza, and like he'd just sit there and eat some pizza and talk to us about jacking off alpacas. Uh, he's a good guy. I like him. It's got to be fulfilling work, though, right? Like it feels like you're making a difference in the world and creating more alpacas. Sure, sure, sure. Like when you see that alpaca born, you say to yourself, "I, uh, I helped." I was like the third person in that throuple. I guess if if he wants to get in the alpaca business. Um, yeah. Travis, I got a question and answer here. And by the way, I, I would recommend you guys just watch as much of this trial as you can because it's great television. It's better than anything on TV. But uh, Trevor, you at least have to track down that uh, that uh, that statement that they took from that guy who couldn't be bothered to come to court, but uh, was more than happy to do it on Zoom from his car. Uh, where he was just sucking down his vape. Uh, at one time, he's like, uh, must have been late for something. So while they're asking him a question, he starts his car up and like starts driving and taking off. And uh, that that was that was my highlight from uh, Deb V. Heard. So this is uh, Amber Heard's attorney. I think this is like a psychologist that he's asking a question to. But this is this is the attorney asking a question. And then I have his answer after about a 15 second silence but uh this is the question but willy wonka doesn't matter to you you see him in that movie charlie and chocolate factory <laughs> what is this you see that movie travis <laughs> the charlie and chocolate it doesn't factory? matter to you willy, willy wonka. wonka so then the guy just stares at him for about Baruch assault 15 seconds and then this is his answer. Is, is that, do I have to answer that question, Your Honor? You have to answer questions. Yes, sir. No, you'll be happy. No, I didn't see Willy Wonka. <laughs> as a, I didn't see 21 Jump Street when it happened. Or whatever it was about. No, I did not. <laughs> you'll be happy to know <laughs> I did not see Willy Wonka. I saw a TikTok trend the other day where the people were putting a bunch of water in their mouth and then um, they were uh, slapping each other in the face with tortillas and trying not to laugh and spit the water out. That was pretty good. Uh, that just happened to me when I was listening to that. I was, took a drink and then this guy was talking about uh, Willy Wonka and I almost spit. The uh, thing is, you're supposed to get a mouthful of water and then get slapped in the face with a tortilla and try not to spit it out. Yeah, like they, there's three people in like a triangle and they were taking turns slapping each other in the face with tortillas with a bunch of water in their mouth. It was like the big old Every, tortillas, all three too. Had water. Yeah. Huh. And I guess if you spit the water that out, is, you that's lose. interesting. Yeah, it's not bad. The other day, our, our friend Pepper. He, he posted something on Twitter that was essentially, I, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of, like, uh, people should appreciate podcasts as art, because they deserve to be considered art, and, like, they're, they're not. And not in all cases would I agree with that, but uh, a lot of people did agree with it, Travis. It got a lot of uh, likes and uh, privately, we were giggling about it because, you know, he he, he was being facetious. Um, yeah, it's like asking for podcast recommendations. But like 60 people liked it, Travis. They liked his thing about how podcasts are art. 
And so I uh, of the of the Mike Mike of those sixty people, do you have the uh, information? How many of those sixty people are currently making a podcast? Uh, probably most of them, Travis. What what I was actually doing is I started going down the list one by one and listening to the people who liked that tweets podcast, like to see if <laughs> you know, if they were actually art. <laughs> I only made it like four, and none of them were art, Travis. There was one that was really close, though. Um, really? Yeah, it, it was a business podcast. It is a guy. He was like from Nigeria, and. Uh, he had a podcast about business, and I have a clip for you. This guy liked Pepper's tweet about how podcasts are art, and he has a podcast about business. Do you want to do you want to hear this business podcast? Yes. This of is course. the business podcast, Travis. And a sex, caviar, sushi, intestines, and hard work. Not everyone likes those things, but once you like them, you like them. And I said anal sex. I said anal sex. Because people who like anal sex love anal sex. You don't know. You don't. I don't mind anal sex. You don't say, I don't mind it. You either all <laughs> in or nothing. It's a podcast about business, Travis. <laughs> That's a great clip. Anal sex. Uh, yes, I said anal sex. Yes, I, if you either like anal sex, you're not okay with anal sex, Travis. <laughs> I I would imagine that if you were able to pull that clip from listening to his podcast uh, for a short time, there's probably a lot of gold in them dare hills. <laughs> so what happened is I had already declared his podcast not art, but uh -huh. I wasn't in a position to like change it to a different podcast. So I kept listening okay. and then the anal sex stuff started and I said, God damn, I wish Shit. that I hadn't already said this wasn't art. Because it, like we're really getting somewhere, and and I almost missed it. Like I almost missed the anal sex stuff, and it, like it was just about like you know like how he grew up and like his grandma helped raise him, and you know he he tries really hard. And it was so like really, it's yeah, this it's, is boring. It, finding art in a podcast is much like the initial stages of a beautiful sculpture. Uh, it starts with a rock. Right. And as you chip away that rock, it reveals the sculpture underneath. So in order to get to the beautiful anal sex clip, you have to suffer through uh, the initial chipping of that rock. And a six. That's <laughs> right. Trez. So maybe that's maybe that's the problem that I was having with all of these is because I, I wasn't giving it time to flourish like i was listening to a couple of minutes of it and i was like no this isn't for me but yeah, like, these are not likable people or a likable topic or uh likable in any way shape or form yeah, they, they were uh, building towards something though what episode was uh that uh clip in was that his first episode uh no no he's been podcasting for a while travis uh the the, the podcast is called inside the mind and it's about Man, that, that really doesn't tell you it's a business podcast, does it? It's a business podcast. Sounds like a, a psychological or like a philosophical uh, podcast with that title. It wasn't uh, 
easy to find uh, inside the mind. Uh, a lot of these podcasts were hard to find because you know they they uh, they liked uh, Pepper's tweet, and then you know I just had to go based on that, and I had to go through their fucking feed to try to find a link to an episode. Uh, that, that's why I didn't last very long on the on the project because you know it, it, it took too much research. That's you know that's the type of thing that uh, if we had more patrons, uh, we could get into because right like uh, uh, a friend of the show Andrew Heaton, who I am a, a proud patron of, um, I pay him you know handsomely I feel and I think a lot of people do to essentially do that right like that if you want to know anything about politics anything about specific things like that guy researches the shit out of every topic that he talks about on his podcast and he's allowed to do that because his patrons essentially are his employers and they pay him to do such things like we do not have the time as much as we'd like to and as much as we think that it would probably beneficial be beneficial to our listeners we just don't have the time to do all of that investigative research for uh for content you know travis i i, I don't necessarily want to encourage well i do i'd, I'd love for everybody to be patrons travis but if they don't want to be they could also listen to some of these podcasts for us and if they find good anal sex stuff they can send it to us if they want to be uh, men and women on the street, uh, correspondence, right. if you will, if, investigative If they want to help we'll produce, it. I'll take that, too. Uh, yep, it, it, absolutely. And if we get to a point where we're getting lots of good anal sex clips, then we'll just start doing more shows. Because it'll be yeah. way easier. I don't have to do yeah, all well, the work. Plenty of content to, uh, to crank out extra shows. Uh, in which case, I think, too, then, you know, we grow our audience with extra shows because uh, the audience is doing some of the work for us. Right. And we grow the audience, Travis, and they can do more of the work. And then eventually we don't even have to do the show. We can just play what they sent us. Oh, my God, Travis. If we could just, like, hire out and just have other people do the show. I feel like that's what that's like what they call in business investment, like the exit, right? Like you created a company, um, you bring on investors, and what they're all looking for is the exit. How are they going to make plenty of money? And yeah. I feel like... That is our exit is to uh, outsource the show completely and just, uh, you know, recoup the gains. And, and see, the big problem is we make this show because nobody else makes this show. Somebody has to make it. And if somebody else is going to make it, then we don't have to. Right. Yeah, we're, we're doing a public service because this show doesn't exist without us doing it. Right. But if others wanted to do it yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't have to yeah absolutely i agree it with that makes sense right yeah i could be doing a horror movie podcast but i ain't got the time because we got to do this one because nobody else is <laughs> and a six <laughs> travis pick of the week i i started watching uh on hbo max they have a two-part thing that uh, Judd Apatow did on uh, George Carlin. It's great. Oh, is it? Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Watch the first part. Haven't watched the second part, but it is great. So. Uh, is it as long as his uh, Gary Shandling one? Yeah, it's it. each part's like an hour 45. So like, I guess it's a little over three hours total. 
they should do like the kids in the hall did with their documentary. Remember that my pick of the week last week was the kids in the hall documentary comedy punks where they took a, a, a normal sized documentary hour and 40 minutes, cut it in half and called it a series. Uh, anytime Judd Apatow makes a documentary, they should chop it into like 10 parts and call it, uh, you know, a, a limited series rather than a documentary, because I'd be much more likely to give it, um, you know, a half hour, 40 right. minutes at a time than I am to sit down two hours at a crack. It, it, it actually made me think of that, uh, Stu show Stu show guy that we interviewed, uh, a couple months back, Travis, because like they had a bunch of archival footage of him like in black and white that was so shitty because it was Ugh. so old and and like you know it had the 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 fuzz lines in it and stuff yeah. and the tracking lines it was like, like some it. guy recorded this on vhs and it's the only copy of it that exists that has to be yep. why all, this is here <laughs> yep all the rest of it ended up in the dumpster behind some back lot Right. It is like they had this one goddamn guy who had it on VHS. They cleaned it up the best they could, and it still looks this bad. But, <laughs> but the content is good, so right, right. you deal with it. It's the only record that George Carlin at one point didn't have a beard. You know, yep, but. absolutely. Uh, did you finish that then? Did you finish it, or are you still in the process? Yeah, I, I watched the first part. I haven't watched the second part yet, but the first part's good. good pre- so maybe next good. week, the second part will be my pick of the week, Travis. Who knows? Perfect. Perfect. Pick of the week. Oh, yeah. Travis's pick of the week this week is uh, a mainstream one, obviously. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. Uh, It could have gone either way between two mainstream things. Uh, Stranger Things 4, uh, volume one. Uh, Got one episode of that left. Uh, So far has been amazing. Just like you remember from Stranger Things Three years ago, when the kids were still kids and uh, not full-grown adults, they're fucking in their twenties uh, now. Travis, this is that it's weird. You know, it's the the funny thing is, is like there's a few of them that it's fine, right? Like uh, Dustin is fine; he's still kind of goofy. Um, Eleven still kind of seems, you know, youthful. Uh, Mike is just like a tall, gangly kid, so I could still see him as being a kid. But like that, uh, his best friend, what is uh, what the hell's his name? Will. Uh, the kid that went missing in the first season. They essentially just took a grown-ass buff dude and put a weird-ass <laughs> bowl cut on him to make it seem like he was still a kid. They're like, uh, hey, we know you're 40 now, but you still have to have a stupid care- haircut. It's yeah. your whole thing. Yeah. W- put this bowl cut on and also this uh, weird 80s striped green and yellow shirt uh, to signify the fact that you are still a child. Um, but no, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is my pick of the week. Disney Plus, they released the first two episodes um, last week. Very excited about the new uh, new episodes. They seamlessly blended in uh, the prequel, the, the very divisive prequel series um, uh, recap in with uh, 10 years later, this Obi- Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, you get your first glimpse of Hayden Christensen as uh, a non-dressed Vader, I think, in the second episode. Spoiler alert. Um, but I was very surprised by a few of the choices. But uh, I'll tell you what, it gave me the hugest uh, Star Wars uh, nerd boner. Um, I, I love the Mandalorian. I liked Boba Fett a lot. Uh, but holy shit, uh, this Kenobi was, uh, for me, a Star Wars fan dream. So uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. They're just going to keep cranking this shit out, Travis? They're just going to keep... I hope so. I fucking love it. Pump out as much shit as they possibly can? G- give me the Star Wars, dude. Like, I know... 
I like the Marvel shit like I really do. And I'm a, I've been a fan of pretty much all of it. It's very enjoyable and I love comic books. But I'll tell you what, all of this Star give me all of the Star Wars content. Just keep making them. Guys, we did it. Uh, uh, Travis, Jody's uh, pick of the week is the Norm special. Uh, Norm put out a uh, posthumous, oh, yeah, a posthumous special. special from his living room, I think. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It, I, I don't. I, I will, but I don't know. I kind of weird it. That's so. It. It's it's so smart to do that. Like, what what is the TV equivalent of the Oscars? Are those the Emmys? You if you put out a a posthumous comedy special, you have to win an Emmy, right? <laughs> Maybe. But then you're dead. Like, didn't Johnny Cash? Didn't Johnny Cash win a Grammy for that first album that came out after he died? Uh, probably. And Heath yeah, Ledger won for uh, the yeah, Joker, Joker, didn't he? It's like yeah. comic book movies don't win, but then Heath Ledger, Ledger died, and they're like, oh, yeah, here, uh, best that's a uh, sporting actor. So that's what you do. Yeah. You just record have one, s- put it in your Have back something pocket, in the barrel. Tell you your significant other, release this upon my death. <laughs> and hope it's, hopefully it's not an anthrax bomb right. that you put together to have released upon your death. Guys, I mean, that's it. We did it. Uh, Drunk will be back next week. Looking forward to that. Thanks. uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. listening to this installment of WFOD, please subscribe and leave positive reviews on your preferred podcast player. Share the episode on social media or with one of your in-real-life friends. For links to our ever-expanding universe, including our Discord, our Twitch, and YouTube channels, and our library of back episodes, visit us at WFODshow.com. Thanks to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for the music used in this podcast. Thanks to our Patreon sponsors, Amanda, Valerie, Brian, and Liquid. Visit patreon.com slash WFODix to help support the show. Leave us a voicemail at 636-487-4263. Email us, Mike or Travis, at WFODix.com, or reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. buy a house. Who are you? It's chicken. It's fan chicken. It's fan chicken. It's fat. Are you a racist? I'm going, bitch. Gotta get your heart checked, fella.
Over. Well, bye.